Hi, chicas. Welcome to the Making Leader Moves podcast, the show that brings powerhouse Latinas together to discuss the challenges our comunidades are facing and the moves they took to prioritize joys in their careers. And my dog, Boris, who really wants to come into the show today. My name is Paulette Piñera, your co-host, and I'm here with our other host, Giovanna Rosales. Hi, everyone. Like every week, we have an amazing show for you today. You know, Giovanna and I are recovering perfectionists and in another life, aka just a couple of months ago, a year ago, we were trying to do it all. I know that's right. (laughs) What we realized is that we were doing a lot without a clear goal and a purpose. Mm -hmm. Snap, snap. So if you know the feeling being burned out, doing too much and feeling like it's not enough, or mm. only doing what's important for others. Mm. Guilty. <laughs> and not yourself, then this is the episode for you. Today's topic is all in the name of balance. Mm. Namaste. Namaste. <laughs> so, okay, Yolanda, who's going to help us dissect this topic today? Yes. So today we are joined by Melissa Gallardo, CEO and founder of Bonita Fierce Candles. So excited to have her on. Um, she's also a uh, salvi sister like me. So whoop, whoop. Um, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about Bonita Fierce Candles. Um, Bonita Fierce Candles is a candle brand dedicated to creating premium candles inspired by Latinx heritage and home. As Ooh. burning candles was always her way of indulging in self-care she decided that she would make her own candles during the COVID-19 pandemic lockdown. Melissa realized that the scents she grew up with weren't represented in the home fragrance industry. Navigating language, cultura, and heritage has always been challenging, but most of all, the feeling of what home means. With that in mind, she set out to create a collection of Latina-inspired candles to share la cultura with the rest of the world. But... It's time to go ahead and give our girl a major shout out. So let's do some bragging for Melissa's business because she has been featured on, drum roll please. That's a matraca, girl, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Univision, ABC7 News, Cosmopolitan, Good Housekeeping, Luz Collective, and The Mujerista. So without further ado, let's go ahead and welcome Melissa on to Making Leader Moves. Melissa, we're so happy to have you. How are you? Hi, I'm so happy to be here. I'm good. How are you ladies doing? Good, good. We're so excited to have you here. Um, But let's go ahead. Let's dive right into it because we have all the questions for you when it comes to El Balance. So tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do. And do you identify as a woman who does it all? Uh, Well, I definitely think I am a woman who definitely does it all, for sure. You know, I am a media professional by day, and then I am an entrepreneur and a graduate student by night. So I definitely feel like I encompass a lot of doing, you know, being a student, being an entrepreneur, you know, trying to be like in the corporate world. So I definitely identify as somebody who can try and do it all, I guess. Ooh, look at you. Wait, so nine to five plus business plus education. I mean, 
features. You're killing it. Yes, it's really, really hard. I must say it takes so much hustle, so much grind, so much dedication, you know, time management to be able to just like, you know, execute everything to like to the fullest. It takes a lot of drive, a mm. lot of work. So talking about drive, I want to share a little bit about some research that I came across with the other day. So this spring, CNBC and SurveyMonkey shared the results of a poll where they found that Latinas, who identified as very ambitious, went down from 65% in the past two years to 42% this year. So for our leaders, ourselves, and our listeners that are managing careers and business, how do we stay driven? How do you do it? Honestly, I really focus on my goals. Like I am a person who always wants to see a future for myself and I've always worked for the next step. Like I always attempt to be one step ahead, one step in the right direction and like also being an example if that if that makes any sense. I'm the eldest um in my family. Oh. I come from, you know, a daughter of my parents are immigrants. They're both Salvadorian and they always motivate me. My familia is everything to me. And I feel like the support system I have has also been so motivating. And also, um, I just want to be able to be my best self. And my best self has always been just diving into my studies, diving into work, and just doing the damn thing. It's something, it, it's really, it's really important for me to just continue on. Um, Drive, like driving, you know, wealth building, building a life for myself, a life that I, my family can be proud of. Um, and just, I guess, living that American dream that my parents came here for in the first place. Mm. I love that. It sounds like it's not what I was doing a year and a year and a half ago, where it was just doing stuff for doing stuff because this is what you should do. Like it was, it's not for you. Drive is not about prescription. It's about setting goals that make sense to you. And then kind of like, who's, who's, who's with me to help me achieve them and, and how you impact that. That is such a big mindset shift. And Giovanna and I have talked about this too, of something had to happen for us to get in the mindset of I want to do a lot because it's meaningful. And that's kind of like what I'm hearing from you of like, that. that's what keeps you driven. It's not because this is what I have to do. It's because this is what you want to do. Absolutely. And I feel like more and more as I'm in the corporate world that I've realized that it's not for me. And that I'm doing it, you know, just to keep, you know, like my head above water for financial stability, but just going after my dreams more than anything. And I was always taught that, you know, education was everything. You know, my my father only did up to like the fifth grade and education for him was just a pathway to success, you know, whether it was just taking the nine to five, but my mom has always pushed me to pursue my passions. It doesn't matter like, you know, how much money I make as long as I'm happy. And that's the path I ended up going towards like a combination of, well, 
you know, I need to like make a living. I need to start somewhere. And then along the way, I've realized that my entrepreneurship journey was inevitably going to happen because I wanted more than to conform to the corporate world and relying on somebody else for a paycheck. But I could actually just do it myself and be, you know, sustainable, you know, create a life out of that. And that for me just brings me so much joy and excitement. And it definitely is a big motivator, you know, hearing that you know, from my mom, from my parents and my family, you know, that that's, that's the way to do it. And that it, it's the, the path I meant to be on. And I think that was a great nugget of information that you shared with us, because Paulette did say that me and her just a year ago, were trying everything. It was kind of like we were casting a net and hoping that like fish would come and like seeing what was happening. And I know that's where her and I like did a lot of that's where imposter syndrome for sure like started creeping up. That's where burnout for sure started creeping up. Um, and that's when you're just like, you know what? Is this even really for me? Or should I really go back to my nine to five? Because I really don't know what I'm doing. So the fact that you said you already know your goals and that's your target and what you're doing is just aiming to get there. That's amazing because you already have structure and it's kind of like you're not even wasting time. No one's saying that you're not making mistakes along the way. It's natural as an entrepreneur. Everyone's going to make mistakes. Um, and then, right, like I, we don't see them as failures. We see them as like different opportunities for you to learn. But the fact that you already have a structure is amazing because it's very easy for us to be like, okay, we want to open up our own business. And it's like, but how though? Um, or, or how the structure. So I definitely want our viewers to take that or our listeners to take that with them. Um, so Paulette had mentioned the survey and in the same report, it had stated that 53% of women um, survey in that survey said that their mental health suffers to the point of burnout because of their jobs this past year. What strategies do you implement to maintain balance in your life, especially with so much going on? I mean, you said it yourself, corporate job, entrepreneurship, and still going to grad school. Yeah. So the first thing I ended up doing, I definitely reached burnout in the pandemic in 2020 and 2021. I reached, you know, complete burnout. And then I left my very first job out of like college, essentially. I was just like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I, you know, I did take some time off. You know, I was like, I didn't, I need a leave of absence. But then I just came back and I was like, nope, this is definitely still not enough. I need to go. And I did. And I was really glad I did. Um, and I took a break. I really, you know, I had to reset my goals again, realize what's, you know, it, it come to the realization that the entrepreneurship is going to be it, that I don't want to do this anymore. And, you know, from there, I'm like, okay, well, I still need to, you know, make a living, I still need to go back into corporate, it's not enough yet. So I did. And now I'm at the point where I've realized that I only need to do this for a couple months of the year to continue like to continue on um and that i can focus now like on the holidays you know black friday i can focus on hispanic heritage month and all the pr all of the you know the sales the marketing strategies going behind it because you know in the name of balance something has to give and i have to figure out where my priorities are gonna shift and i knew i already knew nine to five wasn't going to work. So I shifted, you know, my mindset to be like, okay, what's it going to take for me to make this happen? Do I really have to work, you know, 
365 days of the year, you know, the, you know, do I need to work every single week of the year? The answer was no, mm-hmm. because, you know, if I wanted to do a part-time job, I could, but I don't, I still don't want to work every single week. Right. You know, I'll take, you know, side gigs. I'll take a three month, you know, project-based position. I'll t- work a quarter and then I'll take time off because that allows me to reset um, and then focus in on school, focus on my business and anything else I would rather be doing than working my nine to five. I love that. I love that you said um, that you knew that something had to give in order to create balance. And I think that's where a lot of us get it confused. And when I say a lot of us, I speak myself for myself. Um, because it's like, no, 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 I do have the time. Like, let me, instead of waking up at seven, I'm going to start waking up at like six or five forty-five, And instead of ending at six, I'm going to end at nine. Like, and you're just suffering. Like that's literally how instead of burning out in like a quarter, you burn out in a week or two weeks. So I love the fact you were able to notice that right away and be okay with it. Because sometimes, right, we get into our own selves and we're like, mm. Not sure if this is going to work, but okay. So that's awesome. Yeah, I was pulling those 12-hour days every night. You know, I was like, I would, you know, start work. And I was working on it with, you know, people that were international. So I was waking up at 8. I was I'm already on my computer at 8 a.m. I was already awake. And I had to be awake for all morning. And I'm so slow in the morning. And then I was <laughs> saying, I up. am not a morning for, I, I, I am not. I can't. I've tried. I've tried all the millionaire plan and the millionaire CEO. No, I was not born to be a morning person. I go in my pajamas looking like shit to drop my kids at school every morning. And this is what you get. So I love that. Thank you. I don't know that love. Like I'm, I'm a more morning person than I am a night person, but there's only so much you can handle with an 8 a.m. meeting when, you know, Europe has been, is already in its afternoon and there's just so much information to take in. I'm like, I, I don't think I can function at 8, at an 8 a.m. meeting anymore. You know, I, I need to still reset. I need to start my day with some like emails, you know, gearing into it. But um, yeah, I was definitely pulling the, those those twelve hour days, and I, I couldn't take it anymore. It led it led to burnout, and I had I had to change something. So, I also love how you mentioned that you decided because we asked for permission for this, and if you are a business owner, side hustler, career woman, I want you to know that no one needs to give you permission to decide what your schedule is and what your capacity is. I I don't know who told me <laughs> that being an entrepreneur meant that I was working 60-hour days. Like, I wasn't even doing that in the nonprofit field. I was like, 4.30, don't call me. I'm not going to open Slack. You're, you're, you're going to be sick tomorrow. Great, send it on an email. Like, I was clear on setting boundaries and there is a a trend on Instagram and TikTok of like women saying I left my uh corporate job to work less and now I work 24/7 as a business owner as mm-hmm. a joke and I'm like no but <laughs> also like no one told me <laughs> or I was doubting myself of like I still needed to work mm-hmm. 40 hours a week and then blaming myself when I wasn't blaming myself when I was 
not working Monday and Tuesday during the summer because I was taking my kids to Six Flags. And then the day after I wanted to like go to the park with them. Then on Wednesday, I was feeling all this guilt until I realized like I'm the I am the one with the limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. And I am the one putting myself into this box. You went into entrepreneurship to get uh, not just do what you love, but to have the liberty to do it in a way that works for you and your family. What the fuck are you doing to yourself, Paula? And Agreed. Agreed. I, I love that you mentioned that of like when you realize like my business is still something that I love. But here is what I'm how I'm going to prioritize it and then setting goals around it and building the strategy for that to work. Yeah, absolutely. I totally understand where you're coming from, because, you know, even when I started like my new nine to five, I immediately was immediately was like, I'm going on vacation. I'm going on my vacation on vacation my second week. And that's it. I will not be here. And I'm not, I didn't say I'm not sorry, but I'm definitely not sorry that I'm missing training. Um, I'll figure it out. I'll catch up, you know, it'll be fine. But that was like the first thing that ended up happening. I said it in the interview. I said it 60 times over. I will be gone. I will be out of here because I need to reset. Um, I'd like to see my friends. I'd like to hang out. And also just balancing it out with my relationship too like as an entrepreneur like I definitely understand like just waking up at like four in the morning I'm like did I do this thing mm-hmm. like did I did I did I did I mess this up and like it just like it comes out of nowhere that I always feel like I'm in this work mindset but it's so essential to have that time for yourself to to like relax go out you know have a good time or to just I'm an introvert um, and I just gain all my energy from being in bed and being by myself so that's also really important for me. Like, well, I want to go out and, you know, do whatever it is that I want to do with friends and family. I have to reset. I need a day. I, I need hours to just like sit and be. Um, so I totally understand where you're coming from, too. I love that. So I'm also an introvert. So I, I'm, we're all introverts here. Yes. Like <laughs> we need to reset. Giovanna and I keep planning all these trips and what we're going to end up doing is she's going to come over to my house and we're just going to have my husband cook all the time and we're just <laughs> going to eat and watch TV and of course work and record. But like, and we're going to go visit you because you're a train right away. Yes. Yes. Melissa, just so you know, that's in the plan. You don't know, but like, we're going to visit you. <laughs> and, like, you, know, but you don't know, but you know. <laughs> yeah. And like, maybe we'll go to the casino. Like the casino is 15 Ooh. minutes from my house. Like we can do that. It's a chill casino. We can hang out at three o'clock. Yes. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs happy hour? <laughs> Who needs happy hour? Who yeah. needs happy hour when you got Paulette's husband cooking for you and making margaritas? I mean. Exactly. That's <laughs> really I don't know if he that yet, but he'll be fine. I think he, I, you know, I he knows by default. Thing. so i am curious what are some of the solutions that you're coming up with to thrive in your career and business well that is a great question i recently actually just implemented like an entire google calendar strategy 
um, because pla uh, planners do not work for me. Like I love, I loved planners. I want them to work for me, but they just never work for me. So I live off my Google calendar and honestly, like I time block, I, everything is color coded. I have like 20, like 12, at least 12 different calendars, like within like my one email. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I just figure out like, okay, tasks, computer stuff, content creation, um, doctor's appointments, like random stuff that is just all like laid out for me. Um, just so I know what to work on when deadlines are. And that is the most efficient way for me to work. Um, you know, like, I'm going to be like, okay, so from 11 to one, I'm going to work on like my newsletter. And then, you know, from like, five to six, I'm going to be on a podcast. And then I'll schedule in breaks, I'll schedule when I'm going to eat, because a girl got to eat because I'll work straight through like breakfast, lunch, and dinner, no problem. Yeah. For whatever reason, I won't take a sip of water. I'll get dehydrated. Like I have to make sure I schedule time. And with my 10 minute reminder, hey, it's time to eat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so for me, I definitely just at this point, like I have to utilize like every Google Calendar feature in the book um, in order for me to get work done um, and just realize how much time I actually have in a day. Um, because I will 100% say yes to everything. And then I look at the calendar. And I'm like, Oh, no, like the TikTok sound like, Oh, no, like that's me. <laughs> and that's me for the next two weeks, I realized that I completely overbooked myself. But I'm gonna get through it somehow. But that is the most efficient way for me to work. Yeah, it is very efficient. I as well do Google calendars. I am learning to put lunch on there because I as well always skip it. Um, and it was funny because you're in you're in the in the making me the moves community. And I think it was just this past week where I said, "Leaders, please don't forget to hydrate." And like it was funny because that one ended up getting like one of the most likes out of the out of the month so far. And I was like, "It's crazy because we're like all of us." are saying it and yet we need to like have that reminder within the community of like just simple basic things and like it's funny because you don't even realize how much that affects you at the end right mm -hmm. because, like, oh yeah the headache you are dizzy you're exhausted um and i think for me too not only google calendar but is realizing like once a certain time hits like my like even though i may not be physically tired my brain is already like, no, nah, girl, like you're good. Like it's 7 p.m. Like you can't, even though you wish you could, like you can't. Um, mm -hmm. So I think girl, yes. you said you're not too much of a morning person. So the fact that you're able to realize that and you know when your hours are, whether it's creativity or um, like you were saying, like getting your um, like sales pitch or whatever you need to done. Like if you know what times are your ones I guess that you shine the most and then the ones where you're like, nope, my light is done. Like I'm off. Um, I think that helps out too. Yeah, definitely. Like I'd rather wait. Like I remember back in college, like my peak time to write a paper was at four to five in the morning. Um, and I'd wake up at four or five in the morning mm -hmm. and I take like, I take 15 minutes to like have a cup of coffee, listen to like my, like my essay writing or paper writing playlist take a second and then I just get straight to work. And I would hit like one hour for every page. And that was like the most efficient time for me to write. And it still is to this day. 
um, to write super early in the morning after I'm completely rested, mm-hmm. um, which is so strange because like I I'll wake up at like seven and be like, I can't move. But like the minute a paper is <laughs> due, that's it. Like I, like every rule in the book is broken. I It's got to get done right this minute right now. Uh, there is like a deadline. But so I work really well under pressure. But yeah, I I know when like my my times for certain things to work definitely are at this point. Um, and it's really helpful for like productivity and like when I just need to say lights out. That's it. No more. Yeah, Giovanna and I are Google Calendar fans too. And we schedule everything. And if it's not on Google Calendar, it doesn't happen. I can take a Friday off. I can do like, I can be full in meetings, but I will never wrap up a week without taking 20 minutes to create my plan for the upcoming week. I will not because I do not want to be on a Saturday at like 3am or a Saturday at 5pm. Wait, do I need to send this email on Monday? Do I like, I, I cannot focus. I need to vomit And I learned that with um, setting expectations for staff before going on vacation. Mm And like, do not, if I see an email from you, you're going to be in trouble. So (laughs) they were like, well, Paulette, I'm going to get emails. Then let's, you're not, you're not leaving on vacation until we have our check-in. And we're deleting the app or we're taking off notifications and I then I started doing it every Friday of like the everything and I Ink and Vault Ink and Vault should uh sponsor everything that I do because I love their planners. Ink and Vault call me. <laughs> but they have a weekly dashboard, like a, a notepad, and I write the next week and all the buckets of work and the whole calendar and if I don't take those 15 minutes at the end of the week, I'm mm-hmm. a hot mess. I'm a hot mess on the weekend. I'm a hot mess on Monday. So I love Google Calendar, but I am like a write. I need to write it for them to pass it, <laughs> to, pass it to Google Calendar. That's like so that. funny. Like that. I'll throw it in my notes app. Mm-hmm. I'll throw it in my notes app if I have like an idea, if I need to like send an email because Lord knows I will forget. It's like the to-do list for the to-do uh, event in my <laughs> calendar. I, I was the only one. I definitely <laughs> don't. It's like the email list. What it's like, like when I, when I, when I uh, block out my calendar to like send emails and do like admin stuff, it's like I'll have like a list of emails I need to do for the email task that's time blocked out. Like that's... That's the reality of it. Yeah. I oh, drop it in the description. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that so uh, much. Yay. Not just me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Melissa. So here we love normalizing overcoming obstacles as part of making leader moves. Can you tell me about a recent failure and how you kept focus on your goals? Wow, that's a good one. Honestly, a recent failure. Um, well, one time when I was a really, I was really already early on in like the business in business, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I was just starting to figure out like the waters with the holidays I had launched in November 2020, but like right before like like Christmas, um, an influencer had like reached out to me, um, and like I knew her um, already, like I had been following her, but she wanted like you know free candles for like for Instagram stories and. At the time, I was like, oh, my God, this could be really awesome. This could be great. Um, You know, I'll get I'll definitely get sales out of this. And Mm -hmm. I quickly realized that was one of the biggest mistakes. I sent her like two hundred dollars worth of product for a couple of stories on her Instagram and got no sales out of it because her audience wasn't engaged enough with, Mm -hmm. um, you know, with with candles, with anything that she would sponsor. I like the, and nothing came of it except the fact that, you know, $200 of the products later and I got no sales, no traffic. And I was like, what was the point? So mm-hmm. it's definitely like a failure that I realized I need to like keep in mind with like influencer marketing because people will just ask small businesses all the time for free products. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're like free products for promotion. And that was one, that was a hard lesson I took because mm-hmm. I fell for it. Um, yeah, I would definitely wouldn't do it again. And I definitely, you know, realized at this point that if you want to promote small business, you should do it on your own dime because we're out here trying to make a living. We aren't, Ooh. you know, big corporate. We aren't Target. We yeah. aren't Amazon. We aren't Walmart. We can't just send, you know, products out knowing good well that we're paying like a million dollars for shipping. Yeah. And, you know, we're, I'm handcrafting my products and I just wasted all of that money and time putting this beautiful box together. And, you know, it, w- it, it wasn't, it wasn't ever going to be a, a great like deal on my end. Oh, I felt that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're, glad, we're glad that you learned that very quickly. Right. Like right in the beginning. And then now you're just like, nope, it's a no for me. It's a hard pass for me. So that's great. We're so excited to hear um, my my failure of the week. How many have I not had <laughs> is the question of the week. Um, let me see. Actually, I think one of them was like today we had um, we had um, I'm, I'm actually working on a, on some scripture and some copy that we have to do for the podcast. And I, according to me, I wanted it fully loaded, done. So Paula could edit it. She could look at it. We can have it all like ready to go. Wanted to have like a bow tie on it. And I got sick in the beginning of the week. And I was actually, you'll hear this on another podcast. Like I had to take classes and I took my classes from my laptop, but sit like laying down on the couch um because I was like I still have to show up like I still have to do this class so I showed up and because like I've just been so out of it because like there's a certain like the deadline was today to get certain things done for that class um I had to like finish it all and then this morning we had our meeting and I was like oh my god I didn't even I didn't even get started on that copy like and I told her like I was gonna have it done and what the hell? And I was like, nope, this is not the time to cry. Like, it's fine. It's 7 a.m. Like, you still have all the time in the world. So then I was like, but wait, which one takes priority? Like, is it the copy or is it this other project that me and her have to get all sliced and diced and ready to go? Because I need to start talking about like sponsorships on that. And that feels a little more important to me than this copy. But 
the podcast is going on in six days. So, right. So I'm doing like this mental, like spiral out of control. I talked, right. So we had our meeting, talked about partnerships and I was like, Hey, like, just to let you know, I worked on this copy. It's not done, but I'm working on it. She's like, yeah, cool. So back to this. And I was like, <laughs> so I literally just sweated out this whole thing. Like to me, it was a fail because I had it planted in my head that I wanted it done by such and such date. But like when you talk about it or when you're verbal or like I let her know, like, hey, I'm sick. Like she didn't even like she's like, yeah, cool. Anyway, so let's just go back onto this because this is more important. This takes priority. And it's like awesome. And I think sometimes that's the thing that we think certain things are such a big deal because we have to always be on top of our game that when you when you let things fall through the cracks like that you take it on like it's such a big failure and like you've personally failed or I have failed her and it's just like dude it's fine like it happens it's not a big deal Mm -hmm. yeah that's great my failure for this week it will happen tomorrow (laughs) so um I am a strategic planner by trade I love going to businesses and organizations and helping them build strategic plans that uh, create performance goals and trickle down goals and live out their company and organization values, mission and vision. So, of course, when it was time to launch my business and come into 2021, I sat down, I hired a a friend of mine who is a project manager, and I got my team together and we developed a strategic plan. Um, That strategic plan does not work. It it does not work because the world has changed like a hundred times since 2021 started. (laughs) And I had a full breakdown in July, like this is it. I'm back to nonprofit. I'm going to do development. I'm going to hate myself <laughs> and he, take my soul already. I still do, do nonprofit consulting, but I was like, this is it. Like, I'm going full time. And, you know, between my therapist and my husband and Yolena and like my network, sitting down with my business coach and crying like three times um, because if, if I talk about coaching, I also need to have me invest in my coaches. So I realized that I needed to revamp what I had planned because that plan was for the pandemic and everyone being home. That was not for a plan for after the world opens. And change management is something that I'm always going to work on. But... Um, I decided that I was not ready to go back and create even quarter three goals. Like I'm not even ready for my quarterly goals. I'm going to try a lot of things, see if they stick, if they don't move to the next one and move to the next one. And I am finally in a place where I have accepted that that well thought out plan did not work, that things have changed. And that I need to do short-term planning to keep my sanity, but also to figure out what's next for me because I I build a business to have the life that I want to create for myself. So 
I need to go back to that. My number one, my core value is joy. I need to go back to that. It's candor and community. So I was doing all of the other ones except joy. <laughs> and so tomorrow, I took tomorrow off, well, all from meetings and emails and everything to redesign and redo my my whole business model. And it's, it's, you know, it's a roadblock, not a failure. And I have learned from it, but I, I know I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I'm going to cry and <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm going I have an interview and then an interview for a feature. And then I'm going to be like full mindset. What are we, what's the 2.0 version? Um, so and part of why we do this question with all of our guests is because we want to normalize fucking up. Mm -hmm. It's fine. It's okay to mess up. It's not just middle-aged white men that can mess up. It's not the chat at the cubicle next to you. Like we can all mess up as long as, you know, even if it takes us longer to like jump back, but using it as, we want to normalize messing up and bouncing back. So thank you for, for, you know, using this as a brave space to share that. Oh, definitely. And that's just for business. Do you know how many fuck ups I've had in corporate? Plenty already. <laughs> and I've only, I've only been in corporate for like two years. And I'm like, that is the most infamous like interview question. It's like, what's one big mistake that you learned from? I love that question because every time it's the same like two stories but it always ends up being like a great like a great lesson to be learned and to just show interviewers and to just be vul and like show that vulnerability that you know you learn from your mistakes you know you do make mistakes it's okay to make mistakes mm -hmm. and it definitely like helps your career in the long run. It helps you well, grow and challenge you. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, no one even, we always forget, right? Because we're so stuck in the failure that it's like, that's how you evolve. That's how you change some type of, that's how you disrupt your regular and either create a new pattern or a new habit. Um, or just like evolve, whether it's pers um, personally or professionally. And we forget that. Absolutely. Ev evolution history did not happen because everyone was holding hands and singing mm -hmm. kumbaya like growth comes from failure and conflict mm -hmm. you decide how you turn that failure and conflict into something positive and that the that the purpose that the mission behind it is coming from a place of impact and positivity but we just as, especially as Latinas, like, I think we need to, like, get a little more comfortable with failure and conflict and, and not see it as, like, this horrible thing that it means that I am no longer worthy mm -hmm. to, okay, what's next? Like, who do I got to call? Who's, like, who who is my Joanna that I need to call to cry? <laughs> <laughs> Who's my Barbara, like, my best friend or, like, um, Andrea and Suveda, like who are, these are the people that I called to cry and be like, I suck. Okay, I'm done. Like, okay, bye. Now I know what to do. <laughs> Nothing like a good cry, man. Nothing like a good yeah. cry. I live by them. I swear I do. 
put on my favorite song, which is J Velvet and uh, Bad Bunny, La Cancion. I have a real good cry. I have a repeat. I'm like, I love it. I love it. I do. I put like, I'll put La Cancion on for like three times. I'm like, we're good. Like, we're good. The Jose tickets went on sale, on pre-sale today. I did that wait list for Bad Bunny twice to go to Puerto Rico. Bad Bunny still, like, you can also sponsor the podcast. Tu tia, the Puerto Rican tia here in Massachusetts. It's ready. Um, also, Jay Wild is my future husband, so that's another thing. But, like, that Bunny, tu titista aquí, like, ready for her ticket. So, like, call me, DM. You'll, you'll find me. I'm on every platform. <laughs> Oh my god. I, I can only wish and dream that I will see Bad Bunny one day. And but my boyfriend's mom is well known to continuously win radio contests um and win tickets. So I am putting all my faith in her to get me to see Bad Bunny at this point. Because well, I have kids on the ticket. I, I mean boyfriend, what? Like who no one needs to know. <laughs> I will personally fly out, like no problem. <laughs> Get three. Yeah. Radio stations give two, which is so annoying. To go, I want to go. <laughs> we'll fight to the death. No worries. Yes, yes, it's fine. <laughs> so, Melissa, what is one thing that our leaderess should take away from your story? So honestly, like I look up at my bookshelf and the first book that I see is Brave Not Perfect. Ooh, and I've honestly read that together, by the way. We yes, we did read it together. And honestly, like I take so much of that book to heart at this point because one thing from my story that I always try and tell people is, you know, you're not growing if you're not uncomfortable, which really goes back to what we were just Ooh. talking about right? Mm -hmm. And it was brave for me to, you know, step out of my comfort zone and, you know, build a business from the ground up. Like I had no idea how to file an LLC, let alone in New York, out of all places where it is absolutely impossible to figure out how to get an LLC, figure out accounting, things like I had no knowledge of. But those things made me brave. And I, you can, everybody could just say they have an idea, but it's one thing to say you have an idea. It's going to be great. And it's another thing to execute it and to really just put yourself out there. And that's what I feel like my story does really tell um, is that you don't have to be a perfectionist. You don't, you just have to show up. Mm -hmm. You just have to show up for yourself. You have to be honest with yourself and just be brave. You know, there, there's no reason for you to just not do the damn thing. Just Ooh. try. All the goosebumps. I got yes. Goosebumps. Yeah. Yes. But we're also going to shout out Paulette because Paulette was the one who recommended me that book when I needed to start doing my mind shifting. So shout out to you, Paulette. We love you. I, I was talking to my therapist this week and I realized that I don't have hobbies and she asked me, what would you do in your, with your life if money was no option? And I immediately said, 
I would be a librarian. I'm no joke. I would be a librarian. I love books. I love, love books. I love recommending books. I love having books around me. I love smelling books. I love touching books. I love downloading books. I love listening to books. So I have decided that I'm going to open a little free library outside of my house. Oh, I love that. And I want to ship. Have... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to do one shelf of just like leadership books of, for women of color. And then the other one is like for the kids and like whatever they want to put there because I love finding a good leadership book by a Latina or like by a woman of color and share mm -hmm. with my network because I feel like we, we get so connected by it after it's like, it's relatable, right? Mm -hmm. Because she looks like me. She sounds like me. Um, she jokes like me. She has the same insecurities as me. And so I think that's why they're so relatable. Mm -hmm. I'm still trying to get my prima to like get away from like all the white man books mm -hmm. and because she's like in real estate and she like she's like there's something to learn from them but I'm like you haven't read the right books yet you need <laughs> to read this variety you need to read this series of books and I'm like here take these books read, read a couple of them read they're by women women of color just just dive in please <laughs> and we can we can talk about it all afterwards because I'm the same way. Like I love a good read from you know a woman, woman of color. Um, they make me feel so warm and fuzzy. Mm -hmm. They really do. Which brings us to our next question: um, Which book or books would you recommend to our listeners? Um, I love. Um, there's a couple of them, but one of my favorites is um, It's About Damn Time by Arlen Hamilton. Okay. I love, I love her story. I think it's one of those, like, um, like she, she was homeless. She's black. She's queer. And she funded her own venture capital firm. Like, it's absolutely nuts where she comes from. And then also when she would speak of, like, various metaphors about how she got there I remember at one point in the book, she was talking about how, you know, physically there was, she went to a conference mm -hmm. and she had to like, you know, go up a bunch of like stairs or like a hill to get up to the, like to the venue. And it just was a literal metaphor for her life. Like she has everything, every statistic is against her mm -hmm. and no one looked like her. And she was starting farther back with more weight on her back to get just as far as everybody else. And that's how, and I, like, it still sticks with me to this day because, you know, I'll work, you know, twice as hard to get half as far because I never had the resources. I had to find everything myself, teach myself. And I have, I, again, like, if you don't have all that in hand already, you have to work twice as, twice as hard to figure it out. And rather than someone just telling it to you. So mm -hmm. reading yeah. for me, hard, yeah. reading for me has been just like, you know, especially with career books has been a way for me to learn so much so quickly, mm -hmm. I think, because it's just been my escape. It's my way to just like understand what the world is like. And um, in, in the corporate world and entrepreneurship with money, just everything. Because I just want to be a bucket of information. I'm the person that everybody goes to, 
you know, when people have questions, people don't understand something because life school did not teach them in the first place. I'm like, I'll spend my life figuring out how to, uh, you know, be financially literate at this point because no one tells you how to, to, to manage your money, for example. You know, so if there's one book I definitely recommend, it's it's a bit damn time by Arlen Hamilton. Awesome. Love it. We we're gonna build the making leader moves uh library too, Joanna. Because yeah. every every episode we ask this question and we get so many books that we should all be reading. So I love it. Thank you for sharing. So Melissa, as we're wrapping up, where can people find you? You can find me on my website, BonitaFierceCandles.com. You can find me on Instagram, uh, Facebook, TikTok. All my ads are at Bonita Fierce Candles. But if you want to follow me personally, I'm uh, Melissa underscore Gallardo on all my socials. So you'll be able to find me there. Yay. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. We're so excited. We're excited to see your business flourish and you continue to grow. And it's it's all up from here. Like, we, this is not the first time you're going to be on the podcast. Maybe, like, next time you'll be too famous for our podcast. Because, I know, right? Right? Just make like, sure that you invite me over to Boston and um, in Massachusetts and we can hang out. That is all okay. I Okay. <laughs> okay. Yobana, that's what we have to do, like, before she becomes too famous, yeah, let's yes. We gotta <laughs> okay. lock in the we gotta lock in the date. <laughs> <laughs> or if you guys come to New York, you could just like hang out. Well, we could just hang. Oh, you know. we already decided we're doing a weekend in New York, so we're definitely like we'll let you know for sure. I'm an hour and a half away from New York City, so like you, Giovanna gets me too. We'll drive, so don't worry, we're we'll be there. <laughs> Hour and a half away. I'm there. Yeah. Anything that my either my car or the Amtrak can take me will be there. Beautiful. (laughs) Awesome. Well, again, Melissa, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your story with us. Um, For our listeners, please don't forget to leave a review. Cinco estrellitas, por favor. Five stars. And join the online community Making Leader Moves on Facebook. If you have a question, send us your questions to makingleadermoves at gmail.com.